This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Okay, hour two of Sportsnet Today. Logan Gordon along with you. Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio on this Friday afternoon. Cam and Taylor, our outstanding uh, production team here in the afternoon. Lots to get to still this hour, but uh, excited to kick it off with a conversation with Calgary Roughnecks General Manager Mike Board as the Roughnecks are back in town for a home game tomorrow evening against the San Diego Seals. Uh, good afternoon, Mike. Thanks for doing this. How are you? I'm very well, Logan. Thanks for having me. No, appreciate the time as always. Uh, look, a 2-2 two and two start to the season uh, for your group. Back in action tomorrow night at the Rough House against San Diego. Mike, give me a, an assessment of your group for uh, games into the season so far. Oh, I think we're we're still, I don't know, I think trying to find a little bit of chemistry on uh, in certain areas of the game, but uh, there's been lots of positives. Uh, I think our goaltending's been really top-notch, MVP kind of like. Uh, our defense is performing really well, and, and uh, you know, our transition game's been really good. So there's a lot of real good things to take out of it, and, you know, we, uh, we lost a couple of tough ones uh, against some very good teams in our in our division, so... We uh, we're just uh, looking to get back into that win column and uh, and move things forward. Uh, perfect time to have you on ahead of uh, the game tomorrow. You also made a transaction this week in a trade with the Saskatchewan Rough. You trade a conditional pick in next year's draft in exchange for 29-year-old Josh Courier. Of course, uh, Zach Courier, a member of your team already, bringing in the older brother. Tell us uh, about this trade to bring in Josh. Yeah, well, it's uh, I, I think it's. First of all, they're one of our big rivals, so it's yeah. uh, uh, it's rare that we do some we do deals with uh, with Saskatchewan. But um, it was just an opportunity that uh, that arose. We we uh, we've always liked Josh's game. It's um, you know he's uh, an athletic uh, right-handed guy who who's shown that he can put the ball in the net. So um, you know the opportunity arose that you know things were he was sort of you know on the outside looking in a little bit on in Saskatchewan. Uh, based on what their roster had, so you find a dance partner, and we were able to uh, to uh, make the deal. I, I'm pretty sure the the two brothers are pretty excited about uh, jumping on the floor in the same same color uniform tomorrow. Yeah, that's and that's what I was going to ask you next. It's obviously got to be a cool moment for for Zach. And uh, are you expecting Josh to be able to get into the lineup tomorrow? Yeah, we expect him to play for sure. Um, he's pretty excited to to join the, to join us. We got to practice later tonight, so. Uh, I know he was flying out of Toronto with uh, some of the other guys that were coming out, so he's made some introductions, but he'll meet the rest of us uh, probably around five thirty, six o'clock tonight. So uh, looking forward to it. Good uh, good to hear. Uh, look, it's been, uh, like you said, an up-and-down start so far to the season for your team, but a couple of guys have really stood out when I, I've watched. We talked to Jesse King a couple weeks ago ahead of your first matchup against San Diego, and it really feels just seeing him play Mike and listening to him talk and interviewing him that he is as confident as he's ever been. And it certainly feels like this was the right choice for your group to give him that captain scene. It's one that he's really wearing with pride and something that he's brought to his game on the floor. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I, I mean, for us, I think it was um, probably one of the easier decisions we've made on our captaincy. Um, he's, it was just a natural fit. He's the, 
he's always been a leader in the room. Um, he's a leader on the floor, um, off the floor. It's just, um, he just, he's one of those, um, I know I always like to use the phrase, good people make good teams. And he's one of the, one of the good people for sure. And I think it's, um, the guys have a lot of respect for him and, you know, it's the way he plays the game. He plays the game, you know, hard and he, and he plays it fair. Uh, and I, he's giving you 110, 110% every time he's out there and, and guys follow that lead. So it's, uh, it's great. And I'm, I'm, you know, we were, we were pretty confident he would slide into this, uh, into this leadership role and, uh, and do a terrific job for us. Your second time seeing San Diego in a short span here. You just saw them late December already. And, uh, it's an interesting group when you take on San Diego. They've got so many former Roughnecks in their lineup, Mike, and last game was a was a tough one. It was a bad start for your group. He battled back and certainly made it interesting down the stretch. But uh, what are these games like, A, when you know the opponent so well, and B, when you've seen them in such a short period of time again? Do you know, I, I actually think for us it's, uh, it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, we're – we're disappointed that we lost to them. And I thought, you know, I, I totally agree. We had a very uncharacteristically, you know, uncharacteristic bad start. And uh, it's hard to recover from a team with that much firepower when mm-hmm. you go down five, nothing early and, and battle back. But I think it's a lot of character, you know, um, on our part to do that. And I think playing them this quickly, once again, I think our guys are excited about that. I think they, you know, I think they want to um, sort of, prove again that uh, that they can beat these guys and you know they want another crack at it as soon as possible so so I, I think it'll be interesting and you know we're there's obviously going to be lots in it in, in both sides minds from uh, just a couple of weeks ago so um, you know I'm, I'm very much looking forward to a pretty intense game I think we always have pretty good battles with these guys so uh, and they're a good team and you got to respect that and and uh, you know we've we've, we've got to be at our best. Is it nice to kind of uh, know going into tomorrow's game and, and pretty much, I guess, every game this year, you've got Christian Del Bianco back there. You, you mentioned it earlier. You've got an MVP caliber goaltending from him this season, but that's really been the norm ever since he's put on a roughnecks jersey. Every time you go out there, it's nice that, you know, Kurt's able to kind of pencil him in there and you know he's going to give you guys a chance to win. Yeah, I think uh, I, I personally and, you know, having known Christian for quite a while now, cause he joined us as a, as an 18 year old and, and spent some time on the practice roster. I, I think this is one of his best starts to a season um, that we've ever seen. Like he, you know, when we won the championship back, uh, I guess 2019, he, like he was outstanding through every playoff game in that, in that, um, in that year. And I think he's, he's repeating that right now. He's just, uh, he hasn't taken any time to, you know, I don't know, warm up to the season or however you want to describe it. He's just stepped in and and uh, and given his top notch performances. Not only is he making you know big saves, he's making them at the right times, and he's pu- he's helping to push our our transition game. So he's doing everything we can ask of him, and uh, and it, it's uh, it's it's great to see him you know performing the way he is and and getting the respect. He is he's he's one of the top in the league, and and uh, I I just feel he's. He's matured and and is just you know on a on a on a really good upward trajectory. Um, and I guess I could have brought this in when we talked about bringing Josh into the group, but you know one thing that Kurt's done this year so far in the the four games I've noticed a lot is trying to find that right mix for your group up front. I guess two parter is Josh uh, a part that you can see helping fix that, and I guess is it just sort of 
as you've mentioned before, trying to find that right chemistry and that right mix up front because defensively, you guys haven't had to change a lot. The transition game's been strong, but it feels like that's probably the biggest area that you guys are focusing in now is up front. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, we've lost uh, lost some scores in the last couple of years, and you know, the young guys are are improving and 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 you know, moving forward. But uh, it doesn't hurt to you know uh, bring Josh into that mix and and have a look and see what that looks like and and provide some more options for everybody. So um, we're hoping that you know the development continues for for young guys like Kyle Waters has played pretty well and. Um, you know, we've got Tanner Cook playing on the on the left side, uh, and he's another second year guy who's, who's played pretty well too. So um, it's just adding sort of some depth and and uh, and a, and a, the potential to uh, to you know put out a different look every once in a while, and we'll see how uh, we'll see how Josh fits into that as well. Uh, you've gotten to uh, get a look at your 2022 first round pick uh, on defense uh, on the defensive end of playing forward in, in training camp. Seth Van Sheppen's come in. Uh, and played two games on defense. He scored his first goal against Colorado. What have you made of uh, Seth's first couple games in the NLL? Uh, you know what? For a, a younger kid, you know, like just came out of school, uh, um, I, I think he's shown a lot of maturity. Um, he's very uh, – and coach, uh, coach says the same thing. He's calm. Nothing phases him. Um, you know, he does what he's asked. And, you know, he's, he, we basically drafted him as, a, as an offensive player. Um, but he's played at both ends of the floor. Um, you know, with what we've got up front, we always had the option to move him up front, but we thought we'd move him out to the back. And um, he's done. He's done extremely well. He's he's turning into a what I would what I would suggest is an everyday player in the in the uh, NLL. So we're very happy with him, and um, he's got good size and speed and nice hands for our transition game at the back and. Um, he scored a real nice goal in uh, in Colorado for his first uh, first career goal. Uh, just two games uh, left on the calendar, month of January for your group, Mike. Both of them at home. How important is it going to be for you guys to see some positive results? Obviously, February gets a little bit more busy with that that back to back coming in the middle of the month. But you've got a little bit of a, a break coming up after this game before you welcome Toronto. And I imagine getting a couple wins under your belt would be uh, a nice thing for this month. Yeah, absolutely. That to, to get a couple of wins would be uh, would be ideal, and um, you know we're starting to. We've got a pretty you know an important part of our schedule coming up here with you know beginning with tomorrow night's game, and then Toronto, and then we travel to Halifax, and then we have uh, Saskatchewan and Colorado. So we've got sort of a, a mixture of some Eastern and Eastern games in there, along with uh, with some very important uh, divisional games. So looking forward to you know getting a, getting things started tomorrow night. Uh, having a break at this stage is not a not necessarily a bad thing for our guys. You know, mm-hmm. some of the nicks and bruises and those little nagging things can get looked after in a in a bye week, and uh, and we'll come back uh, come back ready for Toronto. Mike, appreciate the time as always. Best of luck to your group tomorrow and going forward. We'll we'll check in with you again later on in the season. Hey, you bet. Thanks again, Logan. No Take problem. Have a great day. Yes, you too. Mike Board, general manager of the Calgary Roughnecks, joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. The Roughnecks in action tomorrow night. They'll take over the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. It'll transition to the Rough House. The Roughnecks taking on a very good San Diego Seals team. 4-0 on the season, including a win over the Roughnecks back in December. I mentioned it with Mike there. Plenty of former Roughnecks. Curtis Dixon uh, leading the group there now in San Diego that will come to town. And uh, the Roughnecks played them hard last game. It wasn't a... 
perfect start in that game. The Seals certainly came out fast and furious in that matchup, but give the Roughnecks credit. They battled back. They're going to be much more well-prepared for this group, I would say, tomorrow. It's a 7 p.m. start tomorrow on January 14th. Tickets still available. Uh, Head to calgaryroughnecks.com or head to Ticketmaster if you're looking to get in. And uh, Cam and Taylor are outstanding production duo here on uh, Sportsnet 960. Have you two ever been down to the Saddle Dome to uh, catch a Roughnecks game yet? I was, uh, like, growing up, I've been down once or twice. And, like, I can't say how accurate it is when they they capture it. They, They say, you know, come for the party, stay for the game. It's the same. So that's the case. I didn't know anything about lacrosse. Came in, showed up, had a great time, you know, got out. Tay, have you ever been down to uh, a Roughnecks game? Have you ever been to two Calgary Flames games? Uh, So I haven't been to any other Calgary sports teams. Okay, we're going to have to change that because as Cam says, you know, it's the come for the party, stay for the game. It's one of the coolest, unique sporting opportunities in Calgary that you get to experience. I say this all the time. There's a bunch of different ones. There's the dogs down in Okotoks. That's a really fun experience. Going to a cavalry game at Spruce Meadows is a really fun experience. And then the Dome, you kind of get a mix because it's different than a Flames game. It's different than a Hitman or a Wranglers game. The Roughnecks game is something completely different and all into itself. The music is going. The fans are are crazy into it 24-7. They are glued to what's happening on the floor and the Calgary Roughnecks have a really good young exciting group this year uh they've changed up some key pieces some of the names maybe aren't as familiar to people that they use as they used to be I mentioned Curtis Dixon Superman you know was a fixture here for a number of years and now he's on the San Diego team but it's as fun an experience as you'll get uh in the city of Calgary and with the Flames out on a road trip you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night I couldn't recommend heading down to the Saddle Dome anymore uh, to check out the Calgary Roughnecks, and you won't find a better opponent uh, for them to take on than the San Diego Seals. Maybe if you haven't been to the Roughnecks game in a while, you're like, oh, I wonder what Dane Doby's up to, or I wonder what Curtis did. Well, get a chance to see them up close and personal tomorrow. It's a really good rivalry between these two teams. They'll see each other again later on in the season in San Diego, but this is going to be a good one tomorrow. Roughnecks and the San Diego Seals. Thanks to Mike Board. Uh, for giving us some time on this Friday. Really appreciate it. Thanks to Laura uh, from the Calgary Roughnecks for helping set that one up. Really do appreciate their time uh, getting set for a game night tomorrow against the San Diego Seals. When was the last so you've been to games before? When was the last time you went, Cam? Probably years ago? It's It's been 10 years, I think, is a safe number to put on there. Ooh. It's that was been probably, a very long time. Then. That was probably 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's been a while. Yeah. We'll have to change that. Let's go. Maybe we'll uh, we'll talk to the Roughnecks about getting some movie night and Roughnecks game night. Maybe maybe we'll just do uh, all these team building events at different uh, different factors. Maybe I'll uh, I'll message Laura and see what we can't do about getting us uh, some Sportsnet nine sixty uh, group events out there. We'll call it team building and we'll head out to uh, to one of the Roughnecks games because it really is cool. Cam, I, I'm sure you remember part of it. Oh yeah, it's been a while, but it's like the music's going, the fans are crazy. You know, for hockey, it's it's not not that the Flames fans aren't crazy because they are, but you're watching the game more. You know, there's no music going on. It's it's a different feeling. Yeah, exactly. You go there, you you go to there, have a good time, and you know you're watching some good lacrosse at the same time. It's a good party. It's a hoot. It is. It really is. They and uh, people love having because that. 
they went on that campaign of it's always you know come for the party, stay for the yeah. for the game, and it was fun to to joke. It really is like that a lot. So uh, again, if you're uh, interested, head down to the uh, Roughnecks website, CalgaryRoughnecks.com. Uh, they can help you out with tickets heading into tomorrow night's matchup, seven o'clock. Roughnecks and the San Diego Seals. Uh, bit of news from the Calgary Flames coming down while we were chatting with Mike there. Uh, they have reassigned forward Redeem Zahorna to the Calgary Wranglers of the American Hockey League. Uh, not much of a surprise there. It's been a couple of games since Redeem got into the lineup, mostly in a fourth-line role. Uh, you've got Walker Dewar, you've got Jacob Pelche, you've got Connor Mackey, all his guys up with the team right now. Um, this will probably be more of a cap savings move, and if you're not uh, playing guys, uh, again, it comes down to that conversation of probably better uh, to let them have some time with the Wranglers. So, Redeems the Horn is sent down uh, back to the American Hockey League with uh, the Calgary Wranglers. Flames still operating with Brett Ritchie, uh, dealing with an injury. And uh, like I mentioned, Mackey and Pelche as extras yesterday. So they still have an extra body at forward and an extra body on defense uh, for the rest of this road trip. It continues tomorrow in Dallas. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. We'll end off hour two on this Friday. Lots to get to. We'll look at more to the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars. Plus, take a look at what's going to be a busy weekend in the NFL. Wildcard weekend kicks off tomorrow with two games. We'll give you some game predictions uh, for NFL wildcard weekend. That's coming up next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, we're closing out hour two here on Sportsnet Today. Logan Gordon along with you. Cam and Taylor in the other room. This music makes it feel like summer. It's above. It's like two degrees today. It's pretty close to summer. For January. We're in the positives. We'll take it. Life is good. Uh, it is Friday, January the 13th. Friday Are the 13th. Are we uh, superstitious about anything? No. No pre-show routines? <laughs> I was born on a 13th, so I am not very superstitious about that day. Were you born on a Friday the 13th or just the 13th? It was a Saturday, oh, <laughs> thankfully. So. Close enough. Yeah. Um, but that's that's been my favorite number, right? So kind of explains a lot about it. I don't him, think it's Taylor. unlucky. Yeah, it, uh, it oh. does his black coffee order. It's brutal. W- what about this coffee order? Because I drink black coffee, she thinks I'm a psychopath. Because <laughs> apparently there's a study where like, People who drink black coffee are psychopaths or like more naturally inclined to become a psychopath. Really? Yep. Now, was this a like a clinical study or was it like a. It was like a psychologist. A, okay. So, so. It's, hmm. so it has to be true. Yeah. You know what? I have told you guys this before and you guys think I'm weirdos for this. I don't drink coffee, so I don't have a standard opinion on this. I told you both this when we had the conversation. I like I, I don't again. I don't have much of a coffee opinion because I don't drink it. I've tried it maybe once in my life, but I had a homeroom teacher in high school who I told you went through like two or three every day, extra large triple triples to start it off, and I thought he was a nutcase. Were you just like really hard to deal with in grade school? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was why. No, it was it was because he was also the drama teacher. And the kids loved being in there. So we always had a bunch of kids who weren't in our TA that were there before school started. And everybody brought him coffee. He's just a great guy. He's a great homeroom teacher. 
but like I just feel like your skin would be shaking after three triple triples every morning. You can feel the blood pumping through your veins. Yeah, like what's more psychotic, drinking <laughs> your coffee black or drinking it with a triple triple in it? A triple triple is like, what, 50%? Is that coffee at that point? Ugh. No, it's just I, I sugar and milk. One both of them are equally as bad. Really? You would, you would go equally as bad? Yeah. Wow. This is also coming from somebody who doesn't drink coffee either. So, oh, so you're so not on the coffee. You get to have an opinion on this subject. Well, I didn't have I'm an opinion on it though. You were the here. one that told me that Taylor thinks you're psychotic, and right. I'm trying to work through our workplace problems with each other. See, and the text line agrees with me. Drinking coffee black is the only way. And like, I started drinking double doubles. Double doubles are great here and there. It's Canadian classic, you know. But at the end of the day, you get down to it. It just gets back to black, and it's just. That's the way to go. Well, see, it's also a connoisseur thing, right? Like, I imagine we're talking about there are people who feel as though that's the way coffee's intended, right? It's not intended to have cream or sugar like in it. Only you should drink through the finest you should, filters. You should appreciate the Arabica beans. Highly pressed espresso pucks. The, the naturally sourced cacao beans that you are fermenting and using in your coffee right there's got to be beans now is that why you're drinking it because you want a pure taste of coffee or that's just how you like it both like when you get down to it you get a little used to it it's like wine right it's the acquired taste you get to know what you like and you get the actual taste out of it you start liking it and then you need you need the good stuff right that's when it's like oh i need the finely pressed arabica beans yeah see that's the thing taylor that's the, the the one reason i'm glad i'm not on the coffee train because everybody that I know that drinks coffee is like has to have it. It's their kick. It, it, instead of doing Coke or something, it's just like we've got to, we got to, I got to have a coffee every single day or every five hours. If I don't have a coffee, I'm going to lose my mind. And I just, I can't, I can't force myself into that sort of habit. I you mean, have to have a coffee every day, Cam. I at like least to. I like to think I'm not an insane person when I don't have it, but I like to have it. Cut back to last week when Cam said, I haven't had my coffee yet. Please don't talk to me. I can stop yeah, whenever exactly. I want. See, that's what I'm I mean. Complete control. That's what I mean is there's not one person out there. Maybe there is. I haven't met them. That's just like, yeah, I can casually drink coffee. It's either a massive addiction or you're like me and Taylor and you're like, I really couldn't care less. So... <laughs> Who's the psychotic one now? We're all a little psychotic here. Yeah, we just spent five minutes talking about coffee, so who's psychotic now, Art? Good sports radio uh, conversations and topics. Anyways, uh, <laughs> worst transition of, of life. Uh, Flames and Dallas tomorrow afternoon. Get your coffee on. Sorry, I just read the text line. It's at noon. Get your coffee on, Cam. Triple, You're going to have to get up early. The texter comes in. Triple, triple is perfectly fine. I drink it. I love it every day. What's psychotic is I know someone who drinks six sugar, four cream. That's not coffee. That's not coffee. That is milk I don't with care a shot what of you, yeah, I don't that care. Is cream with a shot of you coffee want, inside of it. You want you know a, a side of coffee with your diabetes in the morning no that's not how that works you don't get to put 90 percent sugar and cream in it and then be like yeah it's my coffee that's not okay you can try that all you want but like just get a mocha at that point get some hot chocolate there too just melt down some sugar at that point 
Actually, sounds pretty and good. Put some coffee creamer in it. Some, you know, whatever the get you can get like those chocolate bar flavored coffee creamers. Just drink that straight up. Can't even think about that. Six sugars and four creams. You people make you people make me sick. I need to see the the cut through. You know of how much cream is actually in that cup compared to how much coffee is in that cup. It's not much. You can't. There really just can't be that much. Do you ever see the the challenge of getting the Wayne Gretzky at Timmy's? No, I don't even want to know what it is. Nine sugar, nine that's cream, ninety nine. No, that's stupid. It's it's terrible. Wayne Gretzky would be dead and gone if he drank four of those. If he had to grave lifetime. to roll over. <laughs> Not there yet, but yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. The ninety nine challenge. Yeah, the Gretzky might as well eat a Tide Pod. That's about this equal sanity challenge. I mean, that was already a challenge, and uh, it didn't go over well. So, well, if you're stupid enough to get nine and nine at Tim Hortons or whatever, you're probably on par. You probably tried the Tide Pods challenge. And look, this is a controversial take, but. If you did the Tide Pods challenge, you kind of got what you deserved. Okay? You're stupid enough to eat a Tide Pod. All these kids deserve to be hospitalized. So many stupid challenges. Impressionable. Oh, my God. They had to lock up all of the laundry detergent in the U.S. Oh, like, yeah. Like- we got to lock, lock up everything. Lock yeah, up was- coffee creamer and lock up Tide Pods because this generation can't go... No, Five even, minutes without putting something stupid in their mouth. Like, what are we like doing the here? Big liquid jugs, not just the Tide Pods. Everything, laundry detergent, fabric softener, everything. At some point, we have to get back to, like, we can't save everyone. You know what I mean? Like, back in, like, Natural selection. Cave, exactly. Back in caveman times, if you played with a snake and you got bit and you died. You just died. That was it. You played a stupid game, and you won a stupid prize. Okay? And at this point, I'm kind of on the same boat. If you're drinking Tide, and you wonder, oh, man, my stomach really hurts right now. Well, yeah. I I think I got better things to do for the doctor this afternoon. Robin in Warman Sexton, I once drank... 10 cups of coffee during an eight-hour serving shift at Cheesecake Cafe. Rob, did you make it out of there? Like, I know you're texting in, but eight, sorry, 10 cups in an eight-hour shift? You know what? I think that's 45 on par working in the service industry, Cheesecake Cafe? Though. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Dinner yeah, rush. Servers, servers don't get enough. No. Servers are the, are the real, the warriors. Like an eight-hour shift of anything dealing with other people, I feel for Rob, because you'd, you'd get that. You'd You'd need the cups of coffee to just... To just get through. Yeah. Sorry, I ordered no cheese on this on this burger. Okay, cool. Sorry, is there cheese in the cheesecake? Can you take that out? Do you have non-dairy cheesecake? No. Okay. Just stay out of it. Uh <laughs> keep your to- keep your coffee takes coming at nine six zero nine six zero. Apparently the uh how do you take your coffee? Let us know. Uh if at all. Yeah, if you're a nutcase like some of the people on the Psycho text line. There are insane Starbucks orders that have like 40 shots of some kind of syrup. We can't and- do this anymore. We can't. I, I can't. As somebody that can't listen to people do Starbucks order, we can't. I'll spend the next 20 minutes of my life doing this, and I can't. I can't do it. Starbucks order is a paragraph long. I just can't. 
This is a tangent that I will spend 20 minutes on, and I just won't do it. Uh, hey, we're already five, seven minutes Yeah, in we're here. too far into the rabbit hole already, but whatever. Um, some takes in Darwin Awards. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what it is some days. Uh, Flames and Stars tomorrow. Uh, noon start. I was joking with Cam. Get your coffee on. You got to get started early in the morning. Get I'll ready. ready. You will be ready. You know who else will be ready? Who? Pat Steinberg. Oh, yeah. Steinberg's got your Flames warm-up at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Lou and Pat will take you through the first hour, getting you set for the Stars and the Flames. Who starts in goal tomorrow if you're the Calgary Flames? This is a dangerous question to ask this room. Uh, we have a group chat that is called the Dan Vladar Fan Club. Taylor and Cam on our work whiteboard keep track of Dan Vladar's stats. I believe Taylor created a picture of Dan Vladar that has a halo on it that sits yep. in the room in the studio, I think. Yes, it does. So this is kind of an unfair question, but I'm going to ask you guys to put your professional hats on for five minutes and tell me who do you start tomorrow, Markstrom or Vladar? Cam, I go. I go. Vladar. I think Markstrom, when he's good, has been very good. Almost Vesna caliber, right? When the days he's on over nine hundred, but he hasn't been on a lot. Whereas Dan Vladar, while maybe isn't posting the incredible highlight reel saves that Markstrom's posting, is probably going to let in fewer goals than Marky will. That's my take. Tay? I'm kind of on the same page with Cam here. You got to go Vladar. I think after last night, he was just phenomenal. And Markstrom's past two starts haven't been fantastic. And like Cam said, even though he's not posting these highlight reel goal or saves and shutouts, he's still doing the job and what needs to be done. Yeah, I'm on the Dan Vladar train for Saturday. Now, in saying that, it's not a back and forth of I'm done with Jacob Markstrom or as Lou said earlier, you know, that we're in the the realm of talking about trading Markstrom. I've, I've really honestly been on this train since this sort of mediocre season for Jacob Markstrom started. And it's been a strong year for Dan Vladar. I think it's a good thing to have two guys that can go for your team. You I'm okay with that. The best person who gives you the chance to win you put in tomorrow exactly and I think that's important and I think that in in saying that it doesn't mean that you're done with Jacob Markstrom or that he's not going to come back and that if this team's in a playoff position that game one you wouldn't go to Jacob Markstrom I think all of those things are still true but while you have a good backup goaltender that can take starts away from him and that can spell him like Taylor said for a couple of games where he hasn't been great Take advantage of that. Use that to your advantage if you're the Calgary Flames. And all of the talk heading into this year was, how do we get Jacob Markstrom more prepared for the playoffs? How do we make sure that his game management is at the perfect point for round one, game one, should the Flames get there? Him not playing up to his capabilities is not an ideal way to get there. But maybe it forces the Flames into giving Dan Vladar more starts and giving him more runway. I'm totally okay with that happening. There are plenty of teams around the NHL that would love to have as solid of a backup option 
as Dan Vladar. And on top of that, the nice thing is too here, we don't have to talk about a goalie controversy. You don't have to talk about two guys that are sick and like Jacob isn't pounding the door uh, with Jordan Sigalet or Jason the Barber being like, I'm sick of Dan. I, I need more time. I'm the guy here. That's not what it is at all. It's a good, friendly relationship between each other. It's a supportive relationship between each other. And I think Jacob's mature enough to understand that Dan has come into his own as an NHL goaltender and not only deserves the time, but is in a position to help this team win. That's a very important thing. Um, I don't care that it's Dallas tomorrow and they're having a great season. Dan's the better option right now. That can change as soon as, you know, next week against Nashville, the games that you start taking on at home, Colorado's in town, Columbus is in town, all that sort of thing. I'm not jumping off of the Markstrom bandwagon. I'm just saying that you can have both things happen to you and have two goaltenders going at the same time, and it's not the worst thing for the Calgary Flames. Absolutely not. So, um, and look, Flames fans know this as well as anybody. There have been times where you haven't had such a solid backup option. Yes, Mika Kiprasov was capable of playing 70 games, but that also comes from not always having the best backup options. And did that set him up for success down the road? I I just, I'm okay with where this team is with Dan Vladar. I'm all on the train of getting him another start Saturday afternoon. Past that, if you have to go game by game, who cares? Whoever's playing better gets the net. Simple as that. Now, does that mean the coach is going to listen to me or anybody else? Absolutely not. He could go in a million different directions tomorrow. But as far as it goes, I would start Dan Vladar. I think a lot of people are in that boat. All three of us are in that boat here. We'll see what happens. Don't expect any lineup changes, but who knows? Walker Dewar with his first career NHL goal last night. Uh, First South Dakotan. I believe that's right. South Dakotan? Yeah, South Dakota. South Dakota native to score in the NHL. Great goal. Got the Flames on the board. It was a massive one. Uh, and he talked about it post-game, uh, meeting with the media. His family still in attendance for that game against St. Louis. They got to witness his first career NHL goal. Here's Walker Dewar uh, following his goal and his team's win against the Blues last night. Walker, a pretty uh, easy first question. That's maybe just to describe a moment like that in front of some family and friends here tonight. Um, yeah, I think I blacked out, so it was a <laughs> pretty cool feeling. And, um, yeah, something you dream of so it's pretty cool yeah i I would imagine you're kind of you're visualizing it coming down on the two-on-one like that but did you know right away that that was coming off your stick in the shot yeah you know naz made a great play to get it over to me and um just try to get it off quick and uh luckily it went in there i feel like you had a full somersault right after you you scored too (laughs) yeah i don't know if i got my legs taken out or i just (laughs) fell after i really like i said i blacked out i can't really remember but yeah i was up uh into the wall there but no it's it's great we heard, we heard your mom up in the press box. Did you hear her down on the ice? <laughs> uh, no, but I, I can assume. I bet that she was probably screaming pretty good along with the rest of them. And who else was here? You had, you had your, your girlfriends here? Yeah, yeah, same crew as uh, last game, fiancé and uh, her parents as well. And uh, um, 
my fiance's brother and then my brother and his wife and then uh, my billet parents as well. How about just the timing of the goal and knowing how competitive this game was and obviously, you know, the moment, uh, you know, how big it was for your group at that time too? Yeah, it was a huge goal, I think, for the team. Uh, we were battling there and then just lucky to get one there in the second and um, kind of just uh, rolled from there for the team. Your, your mom and dad talked about it's been not an easy path for you to get to this moment. Can you just kind of sum up the path that you've had to take to get to this? Um, yeah, a lot of hours just uh, putting in hard work and just kind of believing in myself and credit to those guys, a lot of support from those guys as well. Uh, wouldn't be in this spot without those guys. Your dad said the uh, other day that uh, there's already a lot of kids in South Dakota that look up to you. So I appreciate this is a bit loaded, but scoring a goal like that, can you maybe understand how meaningful that could be for maybe the next wave of players that do look up to you? Yeah, I'm sure uh, they see me doing it. Uh, probably puts a belief in their head, which which it should. I mean, um, anybody uh, who puts their head down and goes to work uh, can achieve a pretty great thing. So, yeah, hopefully uh, they can look at it and uh, uh, dream big. There you go. Walker Dewar, his first NHL goal last night. Helps the Flames to a big win over the Blues. He's been great in two games this uh, this year and expecting him to be back in the lineup uh, tomorrow when the Flames take on the Dallas Stars. Some texts at 960-960. The fan feedback line always open to you here on Sportsnet today. Uh, some on the Dan Vladar goaltending conversation that we were having. Uh, this text comes in from Ben. Saying, uh, simple's boring. People keep talking like Vidar, Vladar is going to go forty and zero now. Let's take it one game, even. Uh, let's take it one game at a time. I don't even see an issue right now. That's a, a good point. Um, Dan's been great, but there's no promise that he goes out and uh, wins the rest of the way. Um, this text says, "Win and you're in." It's real simple. Uh, this text says, "Who gives you the best chance to win?" That's always where I'm going. Uh, this text says, how could goaltending even be a question at this point? Not only has one tender outperformed the other all season, the team clearly plays looser and more confidently in front of them. You get not only better goaltending, but also more offensive production with Vladar. This text says, uh, I would say it's almost impossible to say who gives you the best chance to win. Vladar was great last night. Markstrom wasn't great Tuesday, but if Markstrom played tomorrow and posted a shutout, I wouldn't be surprised. Vladar four games ago let in four, uh, let in four and let in five, five games ago. So yeah, like again, this is why I'm not getting away from Jacob Markstrom. I still think he has a massive role to play in this, but if Dan's the better guy for the next two, three games, there shouldn't be any hesitation to go to the guy that's, that's playing better. That's as simple as it is. Jacob can still be your number one and your main guy. Just no reason to to think differently of Dan or to, I guess there's no reason to have to just shoehorn him into games in the same traditional way that you used to, right? It used to just be on the back-to-backs that you would think of getting your backup goaltender in there now. I think Dan's starting to show us that he's more than just that. He is capable of running with this game you know, starting net for, I, I don't know how long, but I would certainly trust him to go at least two or three deep if he if he was playing well enough. That's certainly the easiest point to say uh, right now when it comes to the Calgary Flames. Uh, I did want to get this in as well. Uh, some news out of the NFL ahead of Wild Card Weekend. The Rams will not be part of uh, their Super Bowl defense. They will uh, cede to new champions this year. 
Um, they're not in the postseason, but their head coach will be back next year. Uh, a number of people, Adam Schefter of ESPN and a couple others, uh, reporting this afternoon that Sean McVay will return to the Rams' sideline as head coach next year after uh, contemplating his future. Uh, he's begun evaluating changes to his staff. Uh, the Rams with a putrid year. Injury certainly didn't help, but they were nowhere near Super Bowl caliber this year. And like I said, we'll have a new Super Bowl champion coming up uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And it all starts tomorrow with Wild Card Weekend. Two games to get to. Uh, we're talking about, of course, the Chargers and the Jaguars in the evening. Your afternoon game, the Seahawks and the 49ers. Brock Purdy expected to get the start for San Fran. They're heavy favorites in that one. Chargers, slight favorites over the Jaguars, although they will be without wide receiver Mike Williams. He suffered a back contusion in week 18 and uh, will not be available for two or three weeks. So even if the Chargers win this game against Jacksonville on the weekend, they would have to go almost to the Super Bowl before uh, star receiver Mike Williams is available to go. So that's a big loss for the Chargers and a lot of people questioning Brandon Staley, uh, their head coach, for his decision-making heading into that final week. Didn't mean anything in the standings to the Chargers. They lost to the Broncos. They only dressed four wide receivers for the game, uh, so there really wasn't any opportunity to rest guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who both have had injury concerns the last couple of years. And now you head into Jacksonville, your first playoff game with uh, Justin Herbert at the helm, and he won't have one of the NFL's best deep ball and contested ball catchers. That's a major loss for the Chargers. Can they still beat Jacksonville? Sure, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult offensively. Uh, heading into Sunday's uh, slate of games, three games starting at 11 a.m., uh, the Bills and the Dolphins. This is going to be a really tough one for Miami. Skylar Thompson, the rookie quarterback, gets the start over uh, Tuatunga Vailoa and Teddy Bridgewater, both of them hurt, unavailable for the game. Running back Raheem Mostert, also injured. He will not play for Miami. Uh, Bills favored by almost two touchdowns in this game. Afternoon game, the Giants and the Vikings. That wind up might wind up being the best game on Sunday. Both teams pretty healthy heading into that matchup in Minnesota. Vikings favored by a field goal there. And then your evening game, uh, divisional matchup from the AFC North. 12-4 Bengals, 10-7 Ravens, but the Ravens will be without Lamar Jackson. He's been ruled out. He's been dealing with a knee issue for a number of weeks. Doesn't sound as though from any uh, reports of insiders this has nothing to do with his contract status. He's simply just not healthy enough to go. And uh, the Bengals, of course, will have Joe Burrow and uh, a full complement of their wide receivers ready to go. So that's going to be a tough one. For Baltimore, walking into Cincinnati, Tyler Huntley um, has been dealing with uh, a couple injuries himself. Still questionable whether or not he'll get the start for the Ravens. So you might see the Dolphins and the Ravens heading into a playoff game on Sunday, going with their third-string quarterback. And wouldn't that be uh, disappointing? Because I, I've said this before, in the AFC, talk about all the great quarterbacks you could have seen and the great quarterback matchups we could have had like you could have had, you're going to have Herbert and, and Lawrence. That's great. You could have had Tua versus Josh Allen. You could have had Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow, um, but you won't get into that. And of course, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won the AFC, and they're uh, waiting on the other side of a bye week. So 
You could have had as many as seven great young quarterbacks, but injuries uh, changing the landscape in the AFC. And then Monday night should be a massive, massive ratings win for the NFL. Monday night football, playoff edition, 12-5 and five Dallas Cowboys travel to the 8-9 and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dak Prescott versus Tom Brady. Uh, do you bet against Tom Brady after a mediocre year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but a guy that operates at a different level come postseason, and despite all the trouble, still almost through for 5,000 yards again this season. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin healthy. Cowboys have been the better team all regular season, um, but as plenty of people have learned over the 20-year career now of Tom Brady, uh, that's just not a guy that you bet against when the postseason comes, and the Dallas Cowboys, traditionally at least, a team that chokes in these type of uh, situations. So going to be a big game on Monday. Looking forward to the slate of games. Should be awesome um, and uh, going to be fun uh, to see what the NFL produces with uh, this uh, wild card weekend over uh, three days. And this text comes in and says, uh, 960960 says, wow, Tua, a great young quarterback. He's had his best year ever this year is what I would say. I think he has the potential. I'm not as big on Tua as I am, say, Herbert or Lawrence, but Tua's had some great games this season and proven when he's healthy, having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle around obviously helps. Uh, you know, the beginning half of the season was really strong for Miami, but he's dealing with some pretty serious concussion things that he needs to evaluate and make sure that's the top priority for him right now. Uh, do I know that he's going to be a great quarterback? No, I don't know that, but I think he's got the potential to be, and at least it's a different conversation than you know we're having. You could at least have the conversation that every team there has a potential great quarterback heading into that. That's just not going to happen with, with Skylar Thompson and potentially Tyler Huntley uh, getting the start for Baltimore. Uh, that'll do it for the program today. Thank you to uh, Cam and Taylor, our uh, outstanding production duo here on Sportsnet today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your feedback at 960-960, the fan feedback line. Text line always open to you here on Sportsnet today. Uh, long list of guests, Brian Ray, uh, Dallas Stars uh, TV host on Bally Sports Southwest. The great Peter Labardius joining us, as always, to kick off the program. Mike Board, uh, Roughnecks GM. Roughnecks are in action tomorrow evening at the Saddle Dome against the San Diego Seals. Tickets still available at CalgaryRoughnecks.com if you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night. That'll do it for us. A quick reminder, you can get the show wherever you get your podcast: Google, Amazon, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can also head to the website, sportsnet.ca slash 960. Uh, this has been Sportsnet Today here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.